Hey guys, before we get to the season preview, just a couple of quick notes. The New York Mets signed Taiwan Walker to a two-year $20 million deal. So this is a great deal for the Mets. Um, we'll also talk about Trevor Bauer and the Mets signed Kevin Pawar and my conspiracy theory trade for how to get Chris Bryant. We're going to cover this less than three minutes. It is 11.57 p.m. on a Sunday. Have to get this out quickly. So here we go. The Mets signed the quote-unquote last good start left. His name is Taiwan Walker. He's a decent uh, pitcher. He was good a couple years ago with Seattle. Has not really been good since. It's a low-risk, high-reward signing. And this is he's at least going to be the fourth or fifth starter, would be my guess, um, with the Mets now. So... This is a good move. Um, if you look at his numbers, I'm sorry I'm saying I'm so much. I'm just tired. I've been coaching for Penn State all weekend, and I just finished my homework. But, excuse me, if you look at his numbers, it, it, it's a good move. He's going to be a fourth or fifth starter. He has a, he has the potential to be an all-star again. I don't know, but I, I do think this is a good move. This is the last move of the Mets offseason, and it is what it is. The Mets also signed Kevin Plumont. Pilar, excuse me, to a one-year deal with an invite to spring training. Um, how do I feel about this move? It is what it is. I don't understand it. But here's where my conspiracy theory trade comes in. The New York Mets could technically sign, now that they have Albert Almora Jr. and Kevin Pilar, at, excuse me, Kevin Pilar, they could trade Brandon Nimmo, J.D. Davis, for for Chris Bryant. And then the Cubs can say, oh, we're still trying. We have Brandon Nimmo. So here, folks, we're still trying. And the Mets can say, oh, we didn't give up a lot to get him. We still have two great defensive center fielders. Boom, you plug him in at third base. There's my conspiracy theory trade. Is it going to happen? No. Would I like it to happen? Maybe. I, I, I'm 50-50. <laughs> but um, that that was my conspiracy theory trade for those wondering on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, where else is there? Oh, the Trevor Bauer drama. It's a bunch of bull ass word. Um, I don't like it. I really don't. I'm you 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 guys know I'm not a fan of Marcus Stroman and Syndergaard on Twitter unless you know I'm not a fan of it. Matt Harvey kind of burned me on it, but in this case, I don't see what they did wrong. <laughs> I actually, I, I don't, and it's very rare for me to defend Marcus Stroman, because I think when he tweets, I think he has soft skin on Twitter, he's very soft, <laughs> Noah Syndergaard's different, I guess, you know, it is what it is, yeah, but at least Noah can take a joke, sometimes Marcus Stroman can't take a joke, here's a classic example, a beat writer says, typical Mets, the guy has to go and has to attack the beat writer, attacked the radio station that it came off on, and he's just still not over it. And maybe that'll lead to him having good numbers. I, I'm rooting for Marcus Stroman. He actually looks good in camp, so we'll see. But uh, in this case, I think he did nothing wrong. And I think Syndergaard did nothing wrong. This just fully puts it in my head that this was a good move not getting Trevor Bauer. I'm a fan of it now, and, you know, it is what it is. Good luck, Trevor. See you in August. And see if, if the Mets play out in LA. We're going to kick your butt. Excuse me. Not correct. We're going to kick his ass. That's how I feel. He's the new Chase Utley. 
is what it is. I'm going to bed. It's 11.59. Have a good rest of your Sunday. Folks, stay safe. Subscribe to all my platforms. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Mets News Podcast. I promise spring training previews. So I got the Phillies because I have a couple Philly fans that listen to this podcast with the draft expert. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Starting to get ready for the draft. And, and now, now with pitchers and catchers reporting, you got spring training coming up. So there's actually things to do and look at now. Exactly. I mean, this is – I didn't think we were going to get the season started on time this year, but they are. So I'm going to give them credit. But we do have some other news. The Eagles made a trade. Big news. Big news. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad it's over. I was. I was sick of reading about it, hearing about it. When's it gonna happen? Had to happen. So, I'm glad it's done. Now they can move on. Now I've I've been in school all day, so I've not seen the trade. Do you know what the trade is? Yes. The trade is the Eagles get the Colts' third round pick for this year. And then next year's draft, they're guaranteed a second-round pick. But if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps, it becomes a first-round pick. Or if Carson Wentz plays 70% 70 of the snaps and they make the playoffs, they get a first-round pick. So the worst Eagles could do is a third round this year, second round next year. The best they could do is a third round this year and a first next year. So they got two – you know, kind of higher picks. Now, did the did the Colts are they taking most of the salary on, or is it the Eagles? Well, they, they take they take the contract, but the Eagles, um, because a lot of his money was guaranteed, uh, that guaranteed money counts towards their salary cap this year. It's something like thirty some million it goes against the Eagles' cap this year. So it's like the Odell trade. That that's what I'm thinking of here. Yeah. There's no point. Yeah, the, the guaranteed money, um, you can't you can't get out of that on your salary cap. So it all goes to to this year then, all the guaranteed money. So the Eagles have no cap space at all. Um they were already over the cap. Uh, <laughs> to begin with, whether Wentz was on the team or not. And since they're gonna be in a complete rebuild, you don't rebuild by signing high price free agents anyway. So they're going to get rid of some of their older veteran players, restructure some contracts. They'll be under the cap this year. Mm-hmm. And that's why they need the draft picks because they have to start getting younger and younger talent is cheap out of the draft. So yeah, the 30 some million doesn't matter. They were paying him whether he was going to be there or not. So get rid of the distraction and get a couple picks out of it. So, I, I want to get. Do you like this trade, or do you? Um, he had to go. It was it was broken with him there. Uh, now that you had Jalen Hurts, those two couldn't couldn't be together. Uh, and the Eagles again are going to be going into a rebuild. So I say, let's see what you've got in Jalen Hurts now. Get some young talent around him and see. And if it doesn't work out with Jalen Hurts this year. Well, the next year, Eagles might have two first-round picks to move up and get a quarterback. So, yeah, you had to do it. I mean, the locker room is so important in sports, and it was broke. It, it was broken. Even if Wentz would have come back and, and played the good soldier, there would have been whispering throughout. It would have been bad. So, 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. He had to go. As soon as the benching happened, he had to go. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if they get a first-round pick and a third-round pick out of it, that's not bad. I would have I would have liked a second this year, but they had to, they had to get rid of him. So, and it wasn't um, – there wasn't like a bidding war. Even though Carson Wentz technically couldn't block any trade, he didn't want to go to the Bears. That was the report even though the Bears were offering more. But the Bears, they wanted to complete the deal because Carson didn't want to go to the Bears. So they got what they could get. And then now it's just time to move on because they are not a one year away from another Super Bowl. They are multiple years. So start cutting the cords with that, the Super Bowl team and, and all the older players and then start rebuilding this thing. Yeah, and the Giants just are finishing up with that. At least I hope they are. And what is his legacy going to be with the Eagles? And at, at his – God, it could be so many. He was started off so promising. He got the injuries. And then even he came back from the injuries, and he was playing well with what was around him. And then this year was just a complete collapse. And then the talk of how he's not coachable – um, his legacy will be, I guess, a big disappointment in Philly. They, they misjudged that one. I did too. I was, I was sold on him up until this year. Yeah. I, I still think he's going to be, I think he's going to go to Indianapolis and Indianapolis one has maybe the best offensive line in football. They gave up like only like 21 sacks last year total. They have some more weapons around them. I think Carson Wentz is going to go up there and he's going to put up good numbers. He's, he's going to be fine in Indianapolis. He's reunited with his offensive coordinator, right? Frank Wright, yeah, was his offensive coordinator in Philly. So he knows, knows Carson. And the Eagles, here's the only thing that I think is funny with it. The Eagles um, quarterback coach this year, Press Taylor, is really young. Him and Carson, they say we're like buddy-buddy. And Press Taylor would never discipline Carson, never yell at Carson. Eagles got rid of Press Taylor. Press Taylor is now working for the Colts. So, um, I don't know. He'll do better in Indianapolis. I know that. He could could not come back. The Philly fans would have killed him. Yeah, I was just about to say, you sent an email saying that Carson Wentz, I think it was last night, was going to get traded and he couldn't come back to Philly. And less than 24 hours later, he was gone. Yeah, he, he can't. He could not come back to Philly. Forget it. He would have been – his first interception, he would have been booed out of the stadium. Yeah, I, I, it was over. And I don't know how to feel about it because the Eagles did win a Super Bowl out of it, but he didn't lead them to it. And ever since then, it's kind of just been a down – if, if the reports are true about him not being the best teammate and, and being uncoachable, that, that's a shame. Because before that, I kind of felt bad for the guy. Here's a young quarterback, is leading the Eagles to a Super Bowl, blows his knee out, diving for a touchdown. Then he you know, rushes back, and he plays with a broken back, but guts it out. Then he's finally healthy a full year, gets the Eagles into the playoffs, gets cheap-shotted by Jadavian Clowney, gets a concussion. He doesn't have to finish his playoff game. I felt bad for the guy. Like, he couldn't catch a break. He's living in um, Nick Foles' shadow the whole time. Mm-hmm. Then he goes draft. Jalen Hurst in the second round looking over his shoulder. 
But then if, if all the reports are true about him not being coachable and, and this and that, then, then good riddance. Move on. Yeah, and I, I, I like Jalen Hurts. I, I wish he would have gotten to play against I, Washington. Maybe you would have known if he had to draft a new quarterback. But he has a lot of promise. I, I think um, Jalen Hurts is – the positive is his attitude. He's a mm-hmm. leader. Uh, and I, I heard some critics say, oh, well, he, he skipped out on Alabama. You know, he didn't want to compete for the job with uh, the other quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's that's different in college. First, he did stay there. He stayed there almost his whole career, and he did sit behind uh, the other quarterback. Um, but he's also preparing for his future in the NFL to make some money. Yep. So he left for one year to build up his stock to try to make the NFL in the NFL. That's different than than um, being a backup in the NFL. He he did what he had to do to get to the NFL. So we'll see. He doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. His pocket awareness is a little shaky, but maybe with this uh, new coaching staff and they brought in a quarterback coach that um, he's basically grew up with that knows him well. So maybe they can now design an offense to to fit his skill set and finally Mm -hmm. draft some decent players for crying out loud. Don't worry. My, my first, my first, um, my first draft board is almost complete. I got the offense done. I got the defensive line done. I got to work on the linebackers and secondary because I have to delete some players that opted to go back to school now instead of instead of come out. My initial list is, is was not correct now. So I have to go back before I send out my first one and all that. Now, I want to, before we get to the Phillies and – We'll get to the Phillies, folks. Don't worry. I want to get your thoughts with the whole Houston, the Houston situation, the quarterback situation. I, I need to get your thoughts on it. I, I, I don't know as much about that as I always follow the Eagles, but, you know, Deshaun Watson is a great talent. Mm-hmm. And I know he's mad because, I mean, Bill O'Brien, some of the most – I mean, I thought the Eagles GM was a bonehead. He's the biggest bonehead. You don't trade a top five receiver for an old running back. And he got rid of, gave up draft picks. I mean, his trades were ridiculous. So I can see why Deshaun Watson was so upset. But Deshaun Watson is not Tom Brady. He's he's not Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees. He hasn't been in the league for 10 to 15 years. Um, for him to think that he has the right to go in and, and decide who the next help, who the next GM is and all that. I think that I, I think that was he's too young to do that. I don't think he has I mean I get it. I wouldn't want to play for Houston right now either with the moves they made, but you know, to come out and probably whine that he wasn't involved in the next GM pick, it's like God just you're making millions, just play the game. So yeah, it's that's that place is more of a mess than the Eagles, if that's possible. Eagles are a mess. But that one's a big mess. Yeah, I mean, he's going to forfeit millions of dollars, I read, if they don't trade him. Yeah. He's going to sit it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see what he does. <laughs> we'll see. It's tough to leave that kind of money sitting around, but I guess he could. I guess he could do I don't know. It's an interesting time. A lot of quarterbacks could be on the move. We have Russell Wilson, I read. Yeah, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. Deshaun Watson is going to be so tough. Well, 
you're going to have to give up so much mm-hmm. for to, to get rid of him. And you're not just talking one first round. You're, you're talking a first, first round this year, first round next year, second rounders, third. You're going to have to give up your – you have to be a team that's almost loaded right now, ready to go to the Super Bowl if you had Deshaun Watson to give up everything. So that's what you're going to have to do. The only team I could see doing that, and they're not ready to go anywhere, is the Jets because they made that trade with Seattle. Yeah, and the, and the Jets – possibly could be, you know, if they're picking number two, they could be taking a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, And if the Jets give up all their draft picks, Deshaun Watson will be more miserable with the Jets because then he doesn't have anything around them. So I, it's an interesting time in the NFL, but let's go to the baseball. Yes. The Phillies right now are in first place. So, so are the Nets. Yep. We're tied. And what what's your thoughts? Did you like the offseason? I I like the fact I trust this general manager more because he has a track record. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody says he's just like a big spender and this and that, but you know, he's made a he's come in and, he, and he's made a couple moves. You know, re-signing Ryan Realto was a necessity. You had to do it. He got it done. Um, he also you know got Gregorius back on a two-year deal. We needed a shortstop, so like yeah, we got him back. And again, it's only a two-year deal, so it's not like he's going to be here at his age for five years and stuff. Um, you know, we pitching the bullpen. I mean, it was such a travesty last year. And the year bullpen. before that, yeah. I mean, I don't think they. I don't know if anybody was even out there that could come in and just be like, "Oh yes, look at." how great this bullpen is, but, you know, he's made a few, few moves. Like he got that Archie Bradley. Um, he got, now he just, um, Kinsler from the, the Marlins. He's a little older, but last year, I think he had like a 2.2 ERA or something like that with the Marlins. Um, he's been invited to the, the Phillies camp. Um, there, I think there's another one. Maybe it's, um, is it like a Alvarado, another lefty or something they brought in for the bullpen? Um, so they did bring in some some people, and you know how baseball is now. Everybody's in the bullpen. Every team brings out guys that can throw 98, 99, 100. Yep. Phillies didn't have it. Phillies didn't have a guy coming out of the bullpen that could strike anybody out. You need a big strikeout with like a runner on third or whatever. It wasn't happening with their bullpen, so – they at least brought in some guys that have that potential to do that. So again, health is everything. We'll mm-hmm. see if they can stay healthy. That's and and the best move is getting Hector Neris out of the the closer role. God, if I have to see that again. Hey, I hey, I love Hector Neris. Oh, you would any? I'm sure any other team would love Hector Neris as long as that Phillies fan won't. Because I'm so sick of watching him keep throwing his split finger pitch. And when it's not working, he has nothing else to go with. And teams just lay off and tee off on the fastball. It's terrible. I mean, I love Hector Neris. Uh, but I understand why Philly fans don't like him because we have someone just like him named Jerry Familia, who's the yes. same thing. Yes. Yes, I believe the Phillies um, was it, was it? No, it wasn't him. Who's the guy that um, would always know the Phillies would, would hit like a bomb off him? And uh, when he comes, Ryan in, Howard. 
Now, Ryan Howard, it was, it was even after the Phillies were good. Um, I mean, there was a couple games where Mets blew some big leads against the Phillies late. And year one, reliever came in and gave up like a grand slam here. And there was, I forget who it was. Is it Edwin Diaz? I'm not, I, I can't, I don't think. I know Gene Segura hit a big walk-off home run against him. My, again, I'm, I don't know, we've had a lot of success against the Mets like that, so. Yeah, I mean, but no, of, it brought me a lot of pain. Yeah, but I mean, if, if you look at the, the Phillies, the Phillies lineup, like they don't, have any, they don't have any, part of it I like, part of it I don't like. I always like to have some young talent in the lineup, people that are in their early 20s. They really don't have that. But they also don't have anybody that's like 35 years old or count on. The Phillies lineup right now, for the most part, the guys are like in that time of their career where it's going to start going downhill soon. But so you, a catcher, we have one of the best catchers in baseball. I would argue he's the best catcher. In yeah, he's yep, overall. And then, you know, at first base, you know, Reese Hoskins is, yeah, I can pull my hair out with him. Um, but I'm hoping. Because you know how um, I'm glad I I'm glad his name is the Phillies old manager Kapler. Kapler, when they use the analytics and the launch angle, oh god, I hate that. It gives me a migraine when I hear launch angle. Completely changed Reese Hoskins' swing. Um, he goes in the tank. So last year Hoskins started to show a little bit of promise, but he uh, you know he had Tommy John surgery. I did. You, you told me that. A first baseman needing Tommy John surgery. How many times has that happened? Never. <laughs> but I guess I heard he, he should be back for the start of the season. If he can come back and be something like he was, then you got a decent bat. You know, Segura at second is solid. He's not an all-star, but he's solid. Mm-hmm. Shortstop Gregorius, again, solid. And then Baum is the one young guy in their lineup at third base. That oh, I like him. So do I. I loved his approach at the plate last year. He didn't try to hit home runs. Um, he hit the ball where it was pitched, went up the middle the other way. So I hopefully he continues to do that. But I think his power numbers will improve once he gets a little more comfortable. He's at third. Left field, you got McCutcheon. I never I never liked that signing. He brought I obviously his best days are behind him. Yep. Yeah. When he was in his prime, he was good. I think the value to him was that leadership in the in the locker room. He's one of those good guys, and he understands the game. So, again, I, I don't see him. A, you know, he's not a middle-of-the-order type of guy anymore, but you could do worse. Then center, well, right field, you got Harper. You know, that's that is center field's going to be the, the one spot this year. It's going to be interesting. interesting. Yeah. Man. What's that? Who is their center fielder? Good question. We have we have three possibilities. First, one guy you have Scott Kingery, who was a second baseman. Oh, like um, showed tons of promise in the minor leagues, but then last year had got COVID before the season, and I guess it hit him hard. He had a terrible season. Mm-hmm. So, oh, can you hold on one second? My phone's ringing here. My. Okay, so then, so you have Kingery, but to me, I think Kingery's going to be like their utility guy. He can play second, short, third, 
and center field. Then you have Roman Quinn, who I despise. I despise Roman Quinn. They said, I just read an article. He is the second fastest player in baseball. I he think he's out a lot. Oh, God. It's, it's so frustrating. He's a little guy, too. Um, he can it. All he has to do is put the ball on the ground to the left side. He's got a hit. I mean, that's how fast this guy is. And he's also fragile as glass. He's always yeah. hurt. But watching his approach at the plate, I just want to bang my head off the table. He's like five foot five, trying to hit the ball 400 feet. And he does have a little bit of power. But his thing, he, if he gets on base, it's a double every time. I, I think last year, he, I think he went the whole season without getting caught stealing. He is a blazer. But when you're on base percentage is like 240, you know, what good is being able to steal bases if you can't get on base? He's there. And then they have Adam Hazley, who was their first-round pick um, two or three years ago. He reminds me, he's a left-handed bat. He's, he's more of a, a gap-to-gap hitter, occasional, occasional power. They brought him up early. So I was thinking he was going to turn into their, their full-time player. He was hitting, I think, over 300 for the first part of the year. And then he hurt his wrist. And then all of a sudden, Girardi wasn't playing him anymore. So I assumed that he was like in the doghouse. I couldn't understand why they keep playing Quinn over this guy. But, well, one, he liked Quinn's speed. But yeah. rumor has that Hazley's wrist, it, the injury was worse than they thought. And he, he couldn't, he didn't have the same swing. Couldn't have the same, couldn't do, didn't have the same bat speed. So his average went to like 200 after it was at over 300. So they're going to have three guys battling it out out there. So I, I like their, I, I like their, I mean, that lineup should score some runs. It should. And hopefully the bullpen can, even if they're just the middle of the pack bullpen. That'd be any worse. Yeah. Then it comes down to the starting pitching. That's what I want to talk to you about the most. Nope. Let's get to it. You have Nola Wheeler, and then who do you have after that? Eflin is their number three. Eflin, I don't think he's – if you would say Eflin's my four or five, I'd be jumping up and down happy because Eflin can look so good in a couple starts and then be absolutely awful. Um, But last year he was one of their better – he was their third best pitcher last year, so – He's their third, Spencer Howard. I never heard of him. You never heard of him? He's, he's the young kid. He was the Phillies' basically number one guy in their farm system. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy that two years ago, he was in Philly's spring training, and, and Harper, Bryce Harper said, this kid needs to be in the rotation. His stuff is that good at that young. Now I, now I know who you're talking about. All right, so I know how we can – discuss this point the Phillies have babied this guy's arm in the minor leagues he was always on inning counts I don't know they were limiting him he only had I mean his inning totals in the minor leagues were so small so then last year when he came up it's like well it's a shortened season so that's good he can be in our rotation and we can build his innings up and then by this year he'll be basically ready well, last year he came up and got hurt right away. So I don't know. I, I, I haven't looked up 
his stats, his minor league. But I want to say something like this kid hasn't like broken a hundred innings yet in the made in, in professional baseball. It's it's right around there. So to me, then you're you're treating him like he's a reliever at that point. To me, they're, they're I, I again, this could all be because, and we've talked about this over the years where. Some of these kids that play baseball when they're young play baseball year round and their arm is shot. So yep. when they get to, so when they get up to the minor leagues, they try to back off them to preserve their arms a little bit. I don't know, but I I, I just it's so it just it bothers me. It bothers me. So he's he's your number four. He's he's going to be in the rotation. And if then, he doesn't get hurt, yeah, if he doesn't get hurt. Now let's start flipping a coin. You have Vince Velasquez, another guy who you just want to bang your head off the table. This guy couldn't even pitch in high school because he can't get past five innings. He's five innings this, if we can get five innings. Um, He, to me, he's a bullpen guy. Yeah, he is. Get him in the bullpen. Let him let it rip for one or two innings. Again, he he would be a good guy to bring in in the sixth or seventh inning. Just let him let it rip. But no. Um, he thinks he's a starter, so we'll let him start. Then there's two other guys. Uh, I don't remember the first. His last name's Moore. He's a lefty. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I forget, where did he, who did he play for? A couple years ago, he either was a rookie of the year or a finalist for rookie of the year. His numbers were ridiculous um, as a rookie. And then he had Tommy John surgery. Then he came back and he struggled a little bit. So last year he played in Japan and he had a great season in Japan and they were looking at his fastball. His fastball after Tommy John was like 91, 92. And then last year in Japan, he was getting, he was hitting up to 95. So they, they're hoping. So it took a while to go back. Yeah. They're hoping. So, and they don't have a lefty in their, in their starting rotation. So they're hoping he pans out to be that guy. And if that doesn't work, they just signed um, – his last name's Anderson. He pitched, I want to say, with Toronto last year or Texas. I think but, it was Texas. Yeah, he was – He, you know, he has a winning record in his career. He was terrible last year. I know that's why he was available. But So Phillies have basically three guys there that are going to battle it out for that five spot. But – Again, it's going to come down to health. Nola, Wheeler, Eflin, Howard have to stay healthy. If they stay healthy and their bullpen is just average, you know, the, the NL East isn't like the NFC East. Oh, the, <laughs> the, NL, NL, the NL, East. NL East is actually a good division now. So, you know, but the good thing about being a Phillies fan this year is, you know, we might not have the best team, but we have a team that we can throw out there and say we have a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if we didn't reassign Riamulto or get any bullpen help or anything like that, um, or resign Gregorius, yeah, it would have been lost. It'd been like, well, here we go. You know, maybe third place if, if we're lucky. Now, if we stay healthy, we should be a team. For this season, I said maybe even at least a wild card chance. We should be in that in that hunt. I consider the Phillies, and this is my prediction for them to be in the wild card hunt. I don't think they have enough pieces. Do I. To be a first place team, they could make a trade 
or sign that last pitcher that's out there. Uh, he was on the Mariners last year. He's still out there. That could be a good three or four guy for you. And the Mets are interested in him too. I just don't remember his name right now. But um, I just don't think the division. I, I, the problem with the Phillies trade is like they their farm system is so depleted anyway. Mm-hmm. They really don't have anything to give anymore. I, I don't think they can afford to because, like I said earlier, I mean their line their their team isn't old, but it's not young either. You know, you have guys again like Segura, Gregorius, McCutcheon who are going to start hitting the downside. You you need some young people. Um, how old's Harper? Harper's Harper's only like in his upper twenties. Okay. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, he's got to be like 29, 28. That'd be yeah. Like. So he's he's okay. Yeah. Whereas Harper is. It's 29. He's 28. 28. He's 28. Okay. He doesn't he doesn't turn 29 till next October. Okay. So, so he's fine. Yeah. Um, Segura, I think, might be in his early – he might be around 30. 31 or 30. Rhea Muldoon is right around 28, 29, too, I think. Rhea Muldoon has a thumb injury now. That could derail you guys. He has That's a thumb injury. What, did he get hurt in the bullpen already? Yeah, he has a broken thumb or a fractured thumb. That's what it says. Jeez. This is breaking news. Came oh, out yeah, the one. I just saw it. Rima second is off to – of course. That, that's a Philly thing for you. Oh, it's it in is. his throwing hand. He's out for at least a month. Yeah. Maybe two. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like you said, like your throwing hand might be a good thing. Because if you're a – I wouldn't want to try to catch a 95-mile-an-hour fastball if it was my catching hand. So I maybe – yeah, he's 29 years old. So, yeah, that's that's great news. That's great. Now I don't know what to think because if you guys get off to too slow of a start in this division, I mean, I can't believe I'm about, I'm about to say this, but you have the Mets who are have a very good team. The Braves are a very good team. Yeah. The Marlins, I think, are two years away still. And the Nationals, I think, are going in a rebuild. So this is the top three teams – you could really flip a coin, really. Oh, do you know how? Do you know how he broke his thumb? No, I don't. I just incredibly, he was he was blocking a ball. He was working on blocking. It's only it it might not be that bad. It's okay. only they're going to immobilize it for two weeks, and then two weeks of you know strengthening and stuff. They said they they're hopeful he'll be ready for opening day. So at the very least, he might miss like a week. All right, so the Phillies, I, we we agree, could be a wild card team, but are not a division if, winner. If if they stay, if I'm a Philly fan, so when have we stayed healthy in any sport lately? We don't, but yeah, you don't. If they stay healthy, mm-hmm. they will be in the mix for the wild card. And are are you excited to have fans back in the stands? I am excited for. Anytime any fans get back in the stands right now, um, it's just exciting now that even though you look outside, it doesn't seem like it, but knowing that spring's around the corner, um, hopefully things will be 
well, hopefully things will be better this spring and summer than last spring and summer stuff. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I it'll, be, it'll be a real season and not this quick condensed 60 game. It, it was hard. It was hard to get excited for a 60 game season. That, that's it was. Baseball is, is, you know, a long haul game here. Um, no you know, expanded playoffs or DH. Yeah. I didn't like the six. Although with 60 games, every series was really important. You mm-hmm. know, I, I like the 160. I like the 162 where, you know, it's, it's a grind. You go through your ups and downs and, you know, you could, you could get swept in a series, but then still not out of it. And, you know, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It's good to have regular baseball back. It, it is. Because all the other sports really didn't have a, con- a condensed season this year, but baseball did, or last yeah. year, I should say. Yeah. So it feels good. So I'd like to thank the draft expert for coming on. I think we covered any- everything. Is there anything else you want to cover? No, I, th- I think I think we hit their, their basically their whole team. We touched on finally moving on from Carson Wentz now, and we can start building for the future and – just as long as the Eagles don't draft their running back at number six, like somebody else did. Hey. Don't worry, they're not drafting a running back at six. They're still going to mess the pick up. It's just not going to be messed up with a running back. Hey, hey the draft is coming up. I got to have you on for that. What yes, is that, April? I said, I'll, I'll, email, or send me, I'll email you my first, my first draft board. Once I, it's going to be tough this year because there's no scouting combine. That was – the scouting combine, I, I am not lying when I would I say I would spend probably over 24 hours um, with that tape watching over and over again. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. I did, did that, and um, I did just watch the Senior Bowl. I watched all the Senior Bowl and the Senior Bowl practices. That's why my board is starting up now. I got some, got some names and stuff that I like. And so we'll see. So I'll get my first one out. Probably within probably within a week, I'll get that done, and then I'll do a version two in March, and then I'll do my final version in April, and I'll just start. I'll throw my computer when the Eagles pick my like eighth rated offensive lineman in the first round. That's what I'll do. All right, All right. It, it's it's the fun time of year. Sports is picking up again. Well, the two major sports I watch are picking yep. up. I don't watch basketball or hockey. It's too I'm not, I, I watch them, but I'm not a huge. Basketball, baseball, or my my one and two. So. Yeah, but, yeah. Basketball is just you know who's going to win it most likely. It's probably going to be the team that LeBron's on, or the team that like the Nets could win it. So I'm in. A, I'll always root for the Nets, I guess. New Jersey. You got to you got to root against them now with their cast of knuckleheads. So. Hey, the Knicks are looking good, so that makes Coach Weber and I happy. First time in a while. First time in a long time. All right, this has been an edition of the Mets News Podcast. I'd like to thank my draft expert for coming on, as always, and stay safe and have a good one. Now I'm off to go 